All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent. We're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders, interesting projects and startups, and we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them. And what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say, I knew them when. So thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. And let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of, but you will. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Marta Lapata, who is the cr- uh, creator of KG Base. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hi, Matt. It's Marta here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for for coming on. I'm I'm really looking forward to learning about uh, KG Base. For those that don't know what KG Base is, can you tell us what you're working on? Sure. Uh, so KG, KG base is basically a knowledge graph uh, base, and it's a knowledge graph, no code tool used uh, to build you know, knowledge graph of any sorts, right? So we see applications of knowledge graphs across some different um, industries from finance, business research to education, journalism, activism. And um, the premise behind KG Base is to enable anybody really to build knowledge graphs without writing code. So knowledge graphs originally were really on um, tools uh, and technologies limited to only programmers with very sophisticated abilities and with abilities to you know work with very specific programming languages. And um, as we see opportunity in that space, we are trying to to bring to product the spotlight that allows non-programmers and programmers to collaborate on data in a graph format. So, so in regards to 
you know, knowledge bases. So I'd love to hear what's a, a, an example of a specific industry where someone would use a knowledge base and what would that knowledge base look like? Um, just to give people listening, you know, a clear idea of what a knowledge base is and, you know, how it could be used. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to give you like a very um, or original example of, of where a knowledge graph came from, right? So when you think about search engines, right, like Google or what Amazon has been developing with Alexa, uh, when Apple has been developing with Siri, um, the way these advanced searches work are through an ability to create relationships between different entities, to understand the context be, behind a query, and understand um, different intricate relationships between different data points. So for instance, if you're now uh, you know, wanting to ask your Alexa what the weather is like, uh, the reason why she'll be able to respond to you directly, knowing your location and all context of you and your universe is because of a knowledge graph that contextualizes our queries. So that's kind of a basic example of what knowledge graphs were being used for uh, in the past and are obviously very much used and uh, in action today. However, they can really apply to so many different uh, case studies um, and different type of uh, use cases. Um, so um, one of them that we really originally came from is on uh, finance space. So the KGB's parent companies, them, and what we do is we crawl the web for alternative data sources so that investors can analyze companies' activities in real time. So what we're looking for is figuring out a way how we can map this data in a more cohesive, uh, interesting way to show relationships between you know, many data points. So when you're dealing with very large data sets, how do you really understand and context of each specific data point? And that's kind of how we start working um, with Knowledge Graph. And that's the tool that we originally uh, developed internally at Thinknum and now brought to the world uh, so that everybody can uh, take advantage of it. So we're currently seeing uh, some different applications. One of, you know, very current one, uh, right now is, for instance, tracking COVID-19 local spread. So some of our users have been creating graphs of their ecosystems and people they are interacting with and that are with their network and being able to track their spread in local communities. Um, another applications are, for instance, on news reporting, right? So there's many different, you know, news and data points coming together and there are being uh, knowledge graphs built out of it to understand the relationships between different current events. Um, another example would be on um, well, something uh, um, I often think about is a supply chain management, right? Uh, so companies on enterprise level also using um, these type of uh, knowledge graph solutions to map on um, the flow of their supply chains from their internal supply chains out to the external, you know, third party vendors and building a graph system out of it is, um, is a way for them to analyze and visualize uh, that data in real time. There are really, you know, thousands of applications that we are seeing um, and our users are exploring more and more of them, um, you know, the, the more they get to uh, interact with that tool. 
Um, so I could go on really forever about, you know, the applications. Like one of the applications I was recently working on with on um, American uh, Museum, Museum of Natural History. So they came uh, to us because they were looking for a way how to teach uh, their, uh, their students uh, there at STEM program on um, at the museum about uh, astrophysics and uh, our galaxy. And if you're just trying to, you know, tell a compelling story, for instance, about the Milky Way, and you know, each constellation and billions and billions of stars uh, that are a part of it, and each having a very specific, um, you know, and unique features, it's uh, it's kind of hard to tell a story if you just drop, you know, a huge CSV file. So what we did is we restructured that data in a way so that we were able to map specific features of constellations and stars so that the students now can query and kind of traverse and through the universe based on uh, looking at specific features of, of, of these stars and constellations. So there are really so many applications and uh, we, we believe that, you know, there will be no end to it. And you mentioned in there that when you're describing knowledge graphs that like that Originally, you would use a CSV, but I call like knowledge graph gives more context and more data points. Like, can you tell me a little bit about what what did people do before KG Base, and like, what did people like if they didn't have what you had? You know, is the other alternative Excel or like Google Sheets, or what would someone do before knowledge graphs? Right. Um. So before KG Base, so you could obviously analyze that to a certain point you know, in, in, in Excel, but uh, what you can't really do is create relationships between entities, right? So in fact, this is quite, you know, a groundbreaking uh, technology to be delivered in a very simple and easy to digest format. So these type of formats were really not accessible till up till now to, um, to, to anybody, right? That is not, you know, involved in, very complex machine learning AI projects, or you know, um, search on advanced search, etc. So, uh, so I think you know there's there are very limited on um, uh, alternatives for those who cannot write code. Right. That that goes into like a whole other world that I'm interested in, which is no code um, and like you know what people are able to do without you know before they wouldn't be able to do, but now because of some tools, they're able to do it, um, which, which is cool. Uh, so one other question I had was, tell me a little bit about how you got started with this. It sounded like you were in another company and you built this as an internal tool and you're like, this is dope and more people should use this. Or can you, can, can you give us an idea on how you came to the conclusion that like, you know, the world needed knowledge graphs? Sure. Um, so originally, you know, when, when we've been building ThinkNum, uh, we've already had this philosophy of uh, providing uh, kind of dual abilities, right? For those who can program, those who cannot program to access and query big data or alternative data, right? So we've already had interfaces in place on, 
that were particularly interesting for those that who cannot code. So in a financial institution, that would be, let's say, um, an analyst, right, who does not have, does not write Python and not, is not an engineer, but still wants to generate like real-time insights from data. And normally, it, he would have to, he or she would have to go through, you know, a very long, painful and complex, you know, process of, you know, discussing with the engineering team how this query is gonna work and so forth and so forth. And by that time, you know, the essence of that insight could, could be already gone, right? Uh, so what we're trying to do with ThinkNum is to develop this, um, this ability to query data in real time. With then, when we, you know, we are collecting such large amounts of public data, there is so much need for you know advanced uh, entity mapping systems uh, to really allow for for these data points to be valuable and structured, and that's really how we came about building uh, knowledge graphs in the first place. But because we've been building at the same time these um, interfaces for querying data for non-programmers, we we basically were able to conclude on. Um, you know, uh, a completely new uh, product solutions uh, from there. Uh, and the neat original need came from our user base at Thinknum and their needs around data mapping. And like, it, it's kind of, you know, now that we're talking, I understand and I get the value. I, I, I do get the feeling that it takes a little education for your potential users or customers to get the use case. So I'm curious, or maybe I'm wrong, but like I'm curious, like how do you get people to understand the power of, of this, uh, of KG base? And, uh, you know, it, do they already understand that they need something like this or does it take a little education? Um, we'll love to hear a little about like, yeah, just like how you, how you spread the word about it. Right. Uh, so I think, um, what people feel to some extent, and they don't know often that they need a knowledge graph as a solution, but what they do feel is a pain. So there are certain pains that we, we see you know, out there is the fact that very few people know how to structure data correctly. Uh, there is limited education around that in large you know, organizations. So what they often do is like um, say, well, we should introduce you know, education around data science and around, you know, what's, programming, right? And that's how, you know, many organizations go about um, introducing, you know, and kind of digital transformation and like innovation internally about how informations are being processed and understood, right? So, so what we really see is that pain, you know, and we're coming in with, um, with so kind of proactive solutions, uh, you know, to that pain, knowing what type of tools uh, that usually wouldn't be accessible for for those groups could you know could could really help and and that's how we really come about it right uh, so we're just looking out for for those with these particular paints you know so like it can be a, you know a museum with very large data sets and uh, they have a hard time you know structuring and querying that in digital formats and uh, you know how to create create a digestible format. For, for anybody or you know uh, young talents to 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 work with that too um yes yeah it makes it like it definitely makes sense um and i see when people understand the power of it they're like oh my gosh like take our money um what what would you say like is the big uh, what, what's the big vision here if you had to you know look out 10 years 
15 years um, and someone asks you like, what, how big could this get and what will it look like? What, what would you say? Right. Um, so there are two paths, right? Those, so that we see for, you know, KGBs, the KGBs can be of great help. So, so for an organization, so what I see is the ability to apply business intelligence to data science and engineering, right? So meaning that business minds can contribute to, um, you know, the way, you know, data is being structured. We're often data is being structured only by engineering teams with a very specific type of focus and approach, right? So the big picture is being able to, to change, you know, to add this business intelligence factor to data engineering. So I think that's, you know, uh, that's a big picture. Another angle of that is, uh, you know, enable really an agile, agile collaboration on data with between non-programmers without extensive training, uh, you know, that usually it would take so much, you know, time and resources to acquire to act upon the insights that they see and they want to communicate with the rest of their team and be heard and be understood in a constructive way in a short amount of time. For an individual, what I really see here is the ability to really advance on, on, on research, you know, how the research is being made for, you know, how can you become a researcher, you know, and how can you work with, with data when you don't have all these skills and tool right, right in front of you. That's what, what our bigger picture really is. It's like we're trying to provide a greater leverage when working with data to those that can't program. Because in fact, as of now, there's only 0.5, so like half a percent of the world's population knows how to code. And even, you know, we can say that the number, you know, is increasing, you know, over time, there's still a huge gap to bridge for those that will never even be able to, you know, to, uh, to, to have any ability or time or resource to put into this sort of education. And I think that's what we're trying to bring to this world in a longer term. And to make it happen, you know, you're gonna need some help. You know, you'll need customers. You might need investors if you're going down the investing route. Um, and, and you also have the forward thinking founders community who's here ready to help, who knows that this question is coming. So my final question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help with what you're working on? Is there an ask that you have that someone listening might be able to help out with? Sure, uh, I can share with um, with the forward thinking founders a link to a group of use cases for 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 KG based knowledge graphs and just knowledge graphs in general that we have. We love you know any input on new use cases and feedback on the product. I mean that's something that we always look for. The more use cases, you know, where we can see the more applications from businesses and the way how they can leverage these type of tools you know, the more, you know, valuable and the more impact we can make in the world. So I think that's, that's my ask here. Cool. And, and to, to wrap it up, uh, uh, if someone wanted to find you on the internet, you know, learn more about KG Base, find you on social media, how, how can they find you? Do you have a, do you have a URL? Do you have a Twitter link? Um, how can someone get in touch? Sure. So for, for on Twitter, you can find us at at the KG base. And if you want to check out KG base today, you know, request a demo or just simply sign up and test it, please go ahead and check it out at kgbase.com. All right. Well, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Really appreciate it. I, I'm intrigued in this 
world uh, that you that you're in and i will be following along and probably becoming a user at some point um and and, and trying it out so thanks again for coming on to forward the king founders and keep, keep rocking it thank you ma thank you for having me okay thank you everyone for tuning into that episode i hope you really enjoyed it and luckily there's another one coming up real soon but before then i have a couple things to tell you first if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart hit me up on twitter i am at matt underscore sherman and that is matt with one t so hit me up shoot me a dm and i'm happy to check out what you're working on and maybe we can get you on the pod but at the very least i'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup lastly if you can please rate this podcast in the itunes store that would be awesome i'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders and the only way to do that or one of the ways to do that is growing with ranking so if you like what you're listening to please just go onto the itunes store give it five stars or four you know or three i'm not going to tell you what to give but just tell whatever i deserve you should rate that with that i'm signing off see you next time